Susan, welcome to Boss. Allie, I'm so excited to be here. You are an inspiration for sure. I love you. Boss is my amazing executive interview series on LinkedIn. I interview my incredible network to help others learn, network, and pay it forward. And Boss is finally now a podcast on Spotify, Apple, and other areas that you can find it. So that is that is the first time I've actually said that out loud. An incredible accomplishment, truly. Thank you. Susan McPherson is a serial connector, angel investor, and social entrepreneur, founder, CEO, and fun. <laughs> As she runs McPherson Strategies, a social impact communications firm that is B Corp certified and works along Fortune 500 companies, NGOs, and social enterprises, helping them all communicate the impact they are having. And she lives in Brooklyn with her puppy. I love that all so much. How did we meet in real life finally? <laughs> <laughs> we were on many Zoom calls and saw each other in the you know hinderlands of the Zoom boxes. And then wonderfully, uh, a few weeks ago at the Fortune Most Powerful Women's Next Gen Summit in San Diego, I heard Susan Simpson and I turned around and it was you, Allie. And you brought so much electricity and effervescence to that conference. I just, I watched how you moved through the various speakers, attendees with grace and curiosity. And it was really impressive to watch. I really appreciate that. It is such a generous group of women there, including yourself. And I just, I I really cherish seeing people who, a lot of whom I hadn't met in real life until that day, who thankfully were there and then just creating such a stronger community and network of, of people who just want to help, help each other and that we can help too. I've been to the kind of the grown up, the version, the most powerful women, which is also incredible. But I did find that this crowd and it might be partially because everybody has been so sequestered and, and isolated for so long. But I I just got a sense of rejuvenation and people were so excited to meet new people. I really appreciated the panel that you did. My panel that I was on was about how business can step up to protect their employees and workers access to reproductive health care and abortion, and also what companies can be doing to change the tide and the trajectory that this country is moving in. Because now 24 states either forbid, make illegal, or make it very, very, very difficult for their citizens to be able to have an abortion. And we know that this is going to negatively affect the economy companies that operate in those states and even companies that don't operate in those states. So we had founded alongside ACLU, NARAL, the Center for Reproductive Rights and Planned Parenthood back in 2019, something called Don't Ban Equality, which essentially is a tool, a platform for companies to come and learn and engage with other companies. We know power is in numbers um, to be able to understand how they traverse this fairly new dynamic. We're coming up on one year when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, even though the vast majority, 75% or more, believe that abortion should be legal and accessible in this country. Oh, I love that. How, how can people who are listening and watching help support? Well, number one, if you are an employee or a gig worker for a, a business, a private company, I would encourage you to share don'tbanequality.com. 
I would also suggest voting. We know the 2024 elections, abortion is going to have a major impact, influence on who people vote for and whether they're going to get out and and go to the ballot box, share it on social media. Any platform will do, but we need people to be stepping up because we know that if the slope we are going down, we know that there will be much harm done, not only to all of us, but certainly people who don't have the same means as us. Go on to don'tbanequality.com, get yourself educated, share with others. And, and lastly, support the brands that have been vocal. The almost 1,000 companies who've signed on to Don't Ban Equality, which range from J. Crew and Nordstrom to Unilever to Ben & Jerry's to Logitech, I could go on, DoorDash, <laughs> Match.com, you name it. Uh, I love those actionable tips from that. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> You've done a lot of things, things that you're passionate about, things that you're amazing at. How did you get to where you are now? Well, I was always a connector, thanks to my parents. And in 2021, I actually published a book called The Lost Art of Connecting, which is all about how we can flip the switch on leading with how we can be helpful to others rather than meeting people so that they can help us. And I fervently believe that my career trajectory really benefited from being this person who loved to connect, that was fundamentally curious, that was always being compassionate and taking those meetings. And I realized when people here taking those meetings, we're like, oh my God, we're all so busy. But I will contend that when we take those meetings, we become more efficient with our time. So I had a career trajectory that, I like to say at this point, I'm 58, I've had nine lives, but there has been a couple of, of threads that have run through. One, a real passion for social impact and doing good. Two, always being the go-to person at whatever company I worked for to be the person who could help them with what cause are they going to support. And in 2005, I joined a nonprofit called Be Peace, Business Council for Peace, which was a network of business professionals pooling their business acumen to help women entrepreneurs in regions of conflict. So I got to go to Afghanistan. I spent a few weeks there working with women entrepreneurs, and it was the first time in my career that I had seen business being, in real time, a force for good. And it was at that moment when I got back from Afghanistan that I decided, you know what, I want to make this the focus of the rest, you know, my career going forward. So almost 20 years, I've been working in corporate responsibility, social impact, and I founded my company almost 10 years ago. It'll be 10 years ago this summer. And we work with corporations such as Ford Motor Company, Persephone, Zoetis, Nike, and then NGOs, including the Don't Ban Equality Coalition, Games for Change, the Leadership Now Project, Project SETI, which I am so excited about. It's using AI to communicate with sperm whales so that we can understand what is happening at the deepest levels of the ocean. And so in your opinion, what do you think are the most important leadership qualities for executives today? Well, I think it's listening, being open, being vulnerable, being kind, being compassionate. And, oh, by the way, vulnerable. Yeah. I think we also have to do away with all of our preconceived notions from earlier days, whether it's a college degree is required or fluency in our English language. I mean, all these things that used to be kind of words of the day, out with the bathwater. Diversity, inclusion, belonging, the more diverse your workforce is, the more vibrant and the more successful your organization is going to be. Yes. What trends 
are you seeing across the business landscape right now? And, and where are those areas of opportunity, perhaps? Well, I think, you know, you, you'd have to be under a rock if you weren't paying attention to what's happening with AI. It's going to affect all of us. And it's better to learn now how we can be using tools such as Chatbot, GBT, and, and, and BARD, and some of these others, instead of being afraid of them, using them, and learning how to embed them in your work, in your, your processes. Two, I think this anti-ESG rhetoric we're seeing is a lark, and I think it's going to go away because companies who stand their ground are going to be the successful companies and they're going to be the sustainable companies. Tell me about any passion projects that are you know near and dear to you. I launched my book in the middle of a global pandemic, spring of 2021, which is two years ago. I can say that it's still my passion. I did a wonderful book talk last week in Chicago for Deloitte, a group from Deloitte, and I have several upcoming talks this summer. I do think it's really important for organization leaders, business nonprofit leaders, et cetera, to understand that, you know, we are now fully in a hybrid world and we have to go out of our way to help connect our employees and not because it's fun or it's because it's part of the, you know, monthly happy hour because it's going to drive better business. Connected employees, employees with friends at work tend to stay longer. The retention goes, goes up. They're more productive, they're happier, and they're much more likely to recommend others come work there. So I want to continue on my soapbox about this because I think it's really important. I think a lot of business leaders are like, we need to go back to the way we were. And we're not. We're not going back. No, no. And the data, the data proves otherwise. If you could go back, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self or people who are just starting out in new roles right now and listening to boss? Well, two things for people just starting out, build connections and don't just do it online. Now that the pandemic is hopefully behind us, get out and meet people. You don't have to do it every day, but once or twice a week, do what you can to show up in real life. And two, for me, the advice I would give myself is don't be afraid. Okay. Take chances. I mean, I've got, I got much better at it in my mid to late thirties, but I wish I had been less scared of my own shadow in my twenties because I'd be that far of it. <laughs> for instance, I, for years, people told me I should start my own company. And I was like, I can't do that. So I didn't start my own company till I was 48. You know, but you did it. I did it. But what if I had done it when I was 38? Right. Who knows? Totally. Susan, are you ready for the lightning round? One piece of advice for future bosses. Listen, one piece of advice or one thing you'll commit to do in 2023 to help pay it forward. Invite you to speak at an event. <laughs> Who should I have on my interview list next for boss? Daisy Auger Dominguez. Finally, anything else that you want to say or share with me to close out this amazing LinkedIn boss interview? No, I just, I just want to pass my gratitude to you, Ali. You are remarkable. And I think I mentioned when I met you in real life that you were like, when you open up a bottle of champagne and the bubbles come popping out and that's what you remind me of. And I mean that with complete care and compassion. I love that so much. This was so much fun to get together. Hello to everyone that we saw the other week in California. Thank you, Fortune, for putting on that incredible, insightful, inspiring, grateful, warm event with amazing people. And for anyone who is watching, like, comment, share, go to Spotify, five stars, tell all your friends. And I look forward to interviewing more amazing people and leaders over the next few months. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Allie.